0: You are listening to the Chasing PRs podcast. And in this episode, we'll explain every running workout out there from easy runs to heel runs and tempo runs. You'll understand why you need to do these workouts and what are the benefits of each. Stay tuned.
1: Hi. We are your hosts, Rochelle Weeks and Diego Alcubierre, and with over 20 years of combined experience in coaching and physiotherapy, we created this podcast to help everyday runners who want to make the most out of their training and achieve new personal records while managing work, family, and life outside running. Welcome.
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Chasing PRs. I am Diego.
1: And I'm Rochelle.
0: And we're on a regular schedule episode, because the last two episodes were interview episodes, really interesting ones. So we're going to talk a little about that, but we're happy to be back. at Yeah, back into our normal routine. Exactly. Um, so let's start this episode talking about our last two episodes interviews, Reg and Malindi Elmore. Uh, they raced this past weekend, and they both crushed their races, mm-hmm. right? You talk about Reg first.
1: Yeah, so if you didn't listen to our two episodes ago, I think was yes. Reg, the one before last. She's a 96-year-old lady from Ottawa who has the Canadian record in the 5K and was going for the world record in the 5K this year. So last year she ran 58-something. And this year we needed to go under fifty five in order to get the record, and she ran fifty one oh nine.
0: It was awesome to see her at the start line and at the finish line. She even she's like a power walker, right? Mm -hmm. She's like well, she's like ninety six. It's understandable, but at the end, uh, she was jogging. She was the last few hundred meters. she, She she was she was like kind of jogging, and everyone was talking about her, and it's very inspiring for sure. I I loved it. The concept of it. She's like fifty-six year olds, years old older than me.
1: Yeah. And that's, she's still alive racing. And so one thing, it was 30 degrees when she did this. It
0: was crazy hot.
1: Um, the 5k race for anyone in Ottawa knows it's at four o'clock, which at this time of year is the hottest point of the day. Yeah. So her being 96 and she's not she's not a runner. Like she didn't grow up running. She's no. not someone who like you or myself, if we're still running. It's her second 5k ever. It's her second race <laughs> ever that she's ever done. Yeah, first yeah. one that she's ever trained for. So as as her coach, I was really nervous and I was worried about the heat. And more so because I was watching, like, there was people who were stopping and walking around yeah. us because they were really not looking well. And here's Reg going along and I just kept asking her, how are you feeling? And checking in with her. She needed to do an 11.10 pace. Okay. So she goes out in the first kilometer at 9.30. Yeah. And I was like, Reg, <laughs> this is this is a bit spicy. Like, how are you doing? I'm fine. Should I go faster? I was like, No, no, no. Like,
0: you can go do slower. you want to go a little
1: bit slower? Because this is quick. And trying to explain to someone who's never been into running that, like, oh, you're a minute per kilometer quicker than what you need to be. I think sometimes when I said that, she thought I meant she was a minute quicker overall. Okay, like she was on like 54 yeah. minute pace as opposed to 55, but okay. she was like a minute per kilometer quicker. Okay. So she she did the 9.30, and I was just kind of keeping an eye on her, and she looked really good. And we'd get to the eight stations, and because we were towards the back, there was cups everywhere, and I was really worried about her tripping on them because we're kicking them all over the place. And she was fine getting through those. And at around 3K, there's this really long, hot stretch, and there's not a lot of people watching yeah. and cheering. And she slowed to, like, a 10.30 okay. pace. Still, Again, still, still, still over there. Go. Yeah. And she was like, am I still doing okay? I know I slowed down. And I was like, "Red, you're still 40 seconds per kilometer below what you need to be. And then when there was a kilometer left, I just kind of said, Go you don't it. have to pick it up. You're like, you could basically walk it in slow and get it. But and there's a little, pick up, some shade
0: at the, and, and the last kilometer. Yes. And
1: then we had a sign with us. Her daughter, uh, Linda, carried this sign that said 95 plus world record attempt. So mm-hmm. You can imagine when the crowds, there's hundreds of people lining the roads. When they see this, if anyone didn't know she was doing it, they saw the sign and they would all just start screaming and freaking out. And all the runners passing us were super supportive and yelling and cheering as well. So Reg would get a big boost. Yeah, you're feeding like that was, for sure. I had the, the whole race, I had goosebumps. Like it was really, cool. really, really nice comments and really cool atmosphere. And every, I couldn't hear anything at the finish line. Like the commentator was. Yeah saying all this stuff as we were coming in and the crowds were so loud and the cowbells that there was nothing to be heard. It was, but Reg was just beaming ear to ear. She was so pumped.
0: Yeah, it, it, it was incredible to see that and mm-hmm. that she beat the record like for like four minutes almost. Yeah. Uh, and just easy peasy. Well, she trained hard.
1: And she and she
0: did everything you said to do. Clicker. And
1: uh, it, you know when you'd like just get into 5Ks and you're afraid of going out too fast so you hold back a little bit? Yeah. She now knows she can do it. Like, if she kept doing it, she could pick away and pick away and get this quicker and quicker. I don't think she wants to do it again. A few people are like, are you going to try to break 50? Because if it wasn't so hot, she would have been under 50 yeah. on Saturday. But I think she found it. She calls it a commotion. She's like, it's so much of a commotion. Like okay. everybody, she was interviewed probably Thousands. like 15 yeah, to 20 times. Yeah, yeah. On TV, on the radio, and then everybody on the race knew Expo, her name. At
0: yeah. the end of the race. So I think everywhere, she found
1: yeah. it tiring because she's a busy lady. Like, she's not just sitting around her house watching TV all day. Yeah, she's, she
0: told us about it.
1: She's doing a lot. So I think it was actually hard to fit the training into her schedule, okay. whereas you would think like, oh, well. How so cool is to be
0: busy at 96, right? She's
1: busy lady. Like, she had to give up some activities her daughter-in-law, Ruth, told me to fit the training in. That's... So I think she's eager to, like, go back to normal. Yeah. And yeah.
0: I remember when we interviewed her, we asked her, what's your next goal? And she said, I don't have a next goal. I just want to do this. And I think that that comes with age, right? Uh, One thing at a time. We're younger and we're always looking ahead. But there's a point that at 96, you no, you never know how many, how much time left you have. So just, and I, I remember that a lot for, from the interview. And I think it's a learning I want to, to incorporate into my life Okay let's just do this next thing when we finish we do the next one because we haven't raised one and we're already thinking on the next sometimes one sometimes right? it's
1: nice to live in the moment and not yeah. think ahead to the next thing yeah. for A- sure and
0: are learning for, for from her for sure yeah and let's talk also about uh, malindi elmore she was super nice in the interview last week she looked really calm really assured of what she was doing and she went and Almost everyone else's. spot, mm-hmm. right. She came second overall. Yeah. Uh, in the lead, she was fourth place, fifth place around that. But in the last, I think 500 meters, she passed the third place, finished it in second place. I was there at the finish line. She collapsed oh, right so after. Oh, she gave it all. Yeah. yeah. And uh, well, a few minutes later, she was up and giving interviews and hugging her kids and stuff like that. But um, it was impressive to to see her running at 43. I think it's more impressive.
1: Yeah, she ran 22745.
0: Yeah. Uh one her first goal was to have the automatic qualifying time for the Olympics in Paris next year. Mm-hmm. And she missed that by like 50 55 seconds. 55 it, it was 26. It was super hot and I don't yeah. think the, the even the course here in Ottawa, it's not it's not built mm-hmm. to have a PR.
1: And she said that she said herself if she, if it was a flat course and cool temperatures she was in pr shape yeah which meant the canadian record could have went down if it was somewhere that was cool and flat but this time of year it's hard to find somewhere like that um but yeah she missed it by 55 seconds but she can still place high enough in the world standings to get points to make the team i think she will um and she came second overall overall right for women so hopefully that was enough
0: yeah as long as the country has the slots Mm -hmm. it's going to be her and i think natasha warak and there's no one else that can that place
1: yeah and they would there'd be a third i'm assuming they would take three which might be dana dana who won the vancouver bmo i don't know how to pronounce her last name um but she's the only one and leslie sexton i don't know if she would go after a marathon but there's maybe there's a couple others but yeah yeah.
0: okay good luck and thank, thank you again to malindi for the interview last week we learned a lot
1: Yeah, I had a lot of runners come up to me after the half and the full, because I did the half marathon. Yeah. And they were like, I'm so glad I listened to your podcast. (laughs) I went in and I respected the heat and I took it easy. I took Melinda's advice and they didn't get their original A goals because they adjusted it, but their new A goal that they got within the days leading up, they made within the days leading up to the race they got. So there was a lot of like nice feedback on that episode. I think it was very timely.
0: Yeah, for sure. It was perfect timing. Uh, Okay, let's... Talk a little quick about uh, our last week of training and racing, because we did both race this past weekend. So how was your, your week of training? Did you did every, anything different or how, how it went?
1: It, it's funny when you do a race like this because I raced the Cornwall Marathon just a month ago, so I'm not going to taper for
0: exactly
1: this race. It, I just I took a week off after Cornwall because, mainly because I was sick. And then the first week I did 41K, most of it was easy. The second week I did 56K. That was mostly easy with a little bit of like a minor tempo run, nothing crazy. And then I was like, okay, how am I supposed to race when I haven't done speed in like a month? And it's going to be super hot. I had signed up for the 10K and on Friday I switched to the half. Okay. So the 10K was supposed to be right after Reg's race. And I wanted Saturday to be all about Reg and not be worrying about myself and my own race. So, I went back down Sunday morning and did the half with uh, Crystal and Matt, two of our friends. And we basically did a progression run.
0: Okay. As so, you start slow and you start to pick up as, as you yeah. feel good. And
1: after watching like maybe eight people just completely collapse during the 10K from heat, sometimes before the finish line, sometimes immediately after, I was like, okay, this is, this would be stupid to try to go do anything special tomorrow. So we started at like a 5.10 pace, picked it up to 4.50. At the end, Matt and I were running like a 4.20, 4.15. Like, right. a, but, like we just kind of got a little bit quicker throughout the whole thing. Okay. So it was like seven minutes off my best, but it was also 20-something degrees and hot, and I wasn't used to the heat, and it was fun.
0: I just want to mention it's really funny because Rochelle pulled her Excel. Where, oh, yeah. <laughs> where she pull, uh, all your trainings are in there. So... It's not that she remembers all of her tempo runs and easy runs. <laughs> Everything is written here, and I think it's awesome.
1: I'm one of those type A runners that has everything written down exactly what I've done every week.
0: I've never been that consistent or organized. No. I, I, I watch my Garmin statistics all the time, but uh, other than that, yeah. I'm, I'm terrible at that.
1: I've got it all in a Google Doc.
0: Yeah, I know. It's very fun. So if I
1: ever <laughs> lose my computer, I still have it.
0: <laughs> that, that's a really know, cool thing. But... I remember a few well, a few years ago, like 20 years ago, maybe, I was helping a, a friend that it's a lawyer. And because I was a teenager, not a teenager, I was 20 years old, and I, I was at his office because we were going to party. So I was like helping him to go fast. I ended up deleting something, like a contract. Oh, no. And we stayed like four hours more because of my stupidity. And now with Google Docs, it's my point. You don't have to worry yeah. about that. Everything is saved automatically, <laughs> and you are good to go.
1: Yeah. It's a helpful running tool.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I did the 5K. Uh, I find it very hard to assess the results because on one hand, it was hot. I wasn't, uh, I did like three sessions of speed running the v v two max that I talk a lot, <laughs> yeah. uh, before in the past few weeks. Uh, and the other thing I did is I didn't raise with my watch. Well, I have my watch just to have the statistics, but mm-hmm. I, I just put the time. I didn't have my pace or my heart rate or anything. And, uh. I, I'm not happy with my time. I have to say.
1: What was your goal?
0: Below 18.
1: And that's once you realized how hot it was. That was like with the heat, you were going to try to run under 18?
0: Yeah, because when I'm feeling good and uh, there's good weather, I've run a 1730. I'm not going to say jogging, but I don't have to go all out. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: and what's your best? 1640. 1640. Okay.
0: So this one was 1823. And uh, I don't know. I'm. It, it's a good time, and if you see the placing and everything, it, I'm happy with that. But I think the point is, I'm not. I'm not what I want to be. Overall, I want to be uh, be able to run up 18 minute 5k any day of the week. Yeah, right? like Without, it's not
1: a big deal to go out and do that. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So that that has. I'm, I'm thinking about it, and okay, I I, I, ha- the th- I don't think I have improved that much in the past few years. It's like being very gradual improvements. I've been, I, last year I achieved my 5k PR and my marathon PR, but it's like very gradual improvements. I want to have a big jump on mm-hmm. in fitness. Like I remember when I went from to nine, 1950, something like that, a 5k, the next time I, I did like a 1830, it was like a minute and 30 seconds faster in a few months. And I, I'm missing that kind of, yeah,
1: <laughs> that's the hard thing. Once you, the uh-huh. faster you get the this, you you celebrate a second off your 5K. Yeah. Whereas before, it's like you take a minute off. But it's it's interesting because if you go do a 5K in July, like there's the Farm 515 race, for example, there's, in the middle of July in the evening one day, and it's 5K and it's really fast. That'll be interesting to see how you do because you you did Boston, yeah. which was over a month ago, but then 12 days after Boston, you raced. A half. half marathon, and you did really like that was fast. You did one twenty four, right? Twenty three. One twenty three. <laughs> Better get okay, don't, your don't, numbers don't, right. One twenty three. So your body's still minute. you're in this weird zone, like like when you did sixteen forty. Yeah, I was training only for five k. You 5K. were peaking for five k. You had probably yeah. tapered a bit for it. You were at your peak five k performance, and this is one of the things we t- we talk about on the podcast a lot. I think it's one of the good reasons we tell people like don't just try to do good five k's and ten k's within a marathon block. Do like what you've done in the past. Take a step back yeah. from the marathon and just focus on a five or ten. Because then you only are focused on that. So right now you're on, you're kind of like on marathon legs still. Yeah. Like your quick speed isn't there. Plus you're still probably recovering from a really hard fall and a half.
0: Yeah. But I just want
1: to. To be fast.
0: Yeah, exactly. To overall be be faster. I, 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 you want to have
1: your cake I, and eat it too.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the truth. There's a 5K in four weeks in the Terry Fox track that I'm going to go to.
1: Oh, that's the mile to marathon one. Yes. Yes. And And there'll be some speedy Ottawa uh, runners there.
0: And the the concept of that race is that they're going to have pacers. uh, So it's going to be easier not to go faster or slower. So just follow one guy that is running a 17-minute 5K or something like that. Yeah. And I think that's going to give me a better assessment of my overall fitness.
1: Because you should be recovered from your...
0: For marathon and half
1: marathon yeah. efforts and you'll be into a little bit more speed because you're into your chicago training
0: yeah then so, you'll
1: then you'll be on the podcast and you like i'm happy again now yeah
0: okay <laughs> if i if i and the other thing is that my main goal was to uh, be a top three in my age group yes that was my main goal because i know everyone's gonna stop it was almost 30 degrees it was hot and i okay i i don't i'm not gonna run a seventeen thirty, maybe an 18 minute 5k but if i place top three that's gonna be awesome and I placed fourth by three seconds, and that's really painful. That's hard. <laughs> and the thing is that I, I was watching uh, the the race picks, and that dude was always behind me, like two, three seconds, two, three seconds. I think he just like let it go uh, uh, hundred meters. And it's uh, so hard in before. races like this that are so because big you because you don't know he could have
1: started way back behind you. I,
0: I didn't know. To be honest, he looked older. I thought he was in the forty-five. Yeah. 49 category. Like I already didn't worry about you. Yeah, exactly. Huh? At the end, he was in my category, so but yeah. yeah, that was painful. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you'll have to find his name and invite him to the Terry Fox track and see if you can beat him. In oh July. no, I already
0: yeah. know a few runners I want to beat. Not not beat or maybe chase. Chase. There's, yeah. There's this one guy called Scott Henry. Uh, I know him because Strava when I used to have mm-hmm. Strava, and he always told my Crowns and and everything, um, and Mike, our friend, knows him, and he's crazy fast. He did he he won our age group in on Saturday. He did seventeen oh seven in that like heat, That that's in fast. That he, yeah, he's su- super super fast. So yeah, he's the guy I'm gonna chase. Yeah, <laughs> Um, and we haven't done the runner of the week.
1: Oh yeah, we need. We're already twenty
0: week. minutes into the podcast.
1: Yeah, there's lots to talk about today. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, the runner of the week this week is.
1: Karen McElroy.
0: Karen McElroy. Karen McElroy is our friend. She trains with us. Uh, but she's an amazing runner. Mm-hmm. She, she did the full marathon on Sunday in that crazy heat. And she did uh, three hours, 35 minutes, and 15 seconds. She beat her own PR from last year in Ottawa by almost five minutes.
1: And it's hotter this year than it was last it year. It was
0: hotter this year. And the crazy thing is that she just runs right? She's not obsessed with running. Well, maybe she's obsessed with running. But I remember after her marathon last year, she was super depressed and she wasn't happy and she didn't run like for a few months. And I ran into her, hey, I, I haven't seen you on a track. And it was, I don't, I am I'm, I've quit, I quit running. I, I, I'm done with running because so she was so depressed. But she came back and she did an amazing run. And Karen is the, the type of, of woman that she doesn't, she doesn't even know what brand or model her shoes are
1: yeah she just runs to enjoy running she's not obsessed with the technology and, and the splits it, and the, i find it awesome yeah it's a good and, way to and be
0: amazing uh we talk about it and uh last year before one of her long runs she had a steak at night and she had a terrible long run and it was like what? Wow, a steak is not a good pre-meal for a long run and you and i were no come on eat some pasta and stuff like that it's, and then I remember I was driving with my family and we saw her in 30 degrees, a Sunday morning, crazy hot during her long run with a long sleeve. Mm-hmm. And I was, carrying what the hell? And she was like, I didn't look at the forecast. Yeah. So I wanted to use this long sleeve and I did. So I it, it's amazing. She just runs and runs and, she's and runs. And she's a good And she's a good runner. She came seventh in her age group mm-hmm. out of almost 200 women in her, yeah. in her age group. And so, she
1: qualified for Boston by, like, 15 minutes.
0: Yes. That's the other thing. She's going to Boston. She's going to Boston. That, yeah. her, that was her main goal. She thought she needed 240. 340. Three, sorry. Yeah. 340. Uh, but she turns 45 before Boston. She, so she needs... So she gets another... 350. And we were. I was talking with her on on Thursday, and, no, oh, Karen, you need 350. Really? So three days before her, her marathon, she didn't knew. She had yeah. ten minutes more, so that's that's her, and I I love it. And I she just gr- a grinder, right? Mm-hmm. You see her at track, and she's grinding, and I we live close together, so I, I see her a lot when she during her long runs, and she's just grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding, yes. grinding. And my point here is that one, congratulations, that's an amazing time, and two, you don't need to be obsessed with it, like sometimes mm-hmm. also. We We're are, obsessed we with it, yes,
1: but. Don't make us feel guilty if you're. In, uh, yeah. Don't make us let you feel guilty if you're not also obsessed with it. Because, because you, don't you don't need, need to. to be. Exactly. Yeah.
0: That. That's why I think it's really important that she crush crush her race, and she's the runner of the week because there's many ways to skin a pig. And not a cat. Not a cat.
1: We talked about this on podcast. Where I send, sometimes it's cat, and you were like, that's gross.
0: <laughs> Maybe I think you eat it, right? You skin <laughs> yeah. it and. Even the skin of Depends the pig on what is delicious. you in,
1: if you eat the cat, but
0: yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but do you think they, someone eats cat skin? I've never heard of. I that. hope not. But do, we, because we eat pig skin, mm-hmm. and it's delicious, in my opinion. <laughs>
1: Sorry to any vegetarians or vegans who are yeah, listening no, no, to no, no, this no. right now. We just lost a few listeners. That's okay.
0: That's okay. <laughs> we also love our zucchinis.
1: Yeah, and and avogados.
0: No, we don't. <laughs> heard that. You never know, You a fruit. Yes. It's a strange thing. It's got a seed.
1: Yeah. A massive seed. Yeah. So, okay,
0: let's go into the podcast. What are we talking about today? We're talking about... This is a good one. Yeah. People are
1: excited for this one who I've given them a sneak peek of what we're talking about.
0: We're explaining workouts, Mm -hmm. running workouts. We did an episode a few months ago about pacing, finding the right basis for your long runs, finding the right basis for your easy runs, for your intervals. But we've never explained what are the goals or the benefits of each of the workouts. Why do we need to, why we, we don't go easy all the time or hard all the time or whatever, right? You, you treat a lot of patients. So I, I remember you talk about some people running a fast 10K every day
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they say, why not? Right? It makes
1: sense. Like, if you're going to get faster, why not run faster every day? Exactly. Like, in theory, I can totally understand why some people would think that not yeah, years yeah. ago.
0: Yeah, me too. And okay, I, I have this question a lot. Why do we need to do long runs? Long runs are hard. We need to dev- dev- devote a lot of time to it, mm-hmm. a lot of energy, a lot of money. If you are consuming five jails during a long mm-hmm. run every week, especially if they're Morton, you are, you are <laughs> spending 20, 30 bucks every weekend in fueling. Mm-hmm. So, why? Right. So that's the purpose of this, of this episode. We're going to talk about six different types of runnings, easy runs, long runs, tempo runs, there are also threshold runs. If you see that name, interval training, heel workouts and far leg runs. Okay. So we're going to explain each one of them. Well, they're pretty much self-explanatory. We're going to explain yeah. the benefits or why do you need to do
1: one. yeah okay. and we'll give an example because i find a lot of my runners i'll tell them what a tempo run is and, and but they're like but how fast should i be running it yes and there's never a concrete answer because it depends like is it 30 degrees or is it minus 30 degrees or did you sleep like crap the night before or did you just race a week ago but we can give like a general Guide idea lines. using yeah. the dot. we'll use an example to kind of help people understand roughly what pace they should be hitting
0: yep yeah you need to yeah exactly
1: and it need to not be a concrete number when i no. coach people people want like me but, to you, write need a to, pace but you need next to next try to hit yeah.
0: right? it. Uh, yeah on one hand it's not a, it's not a specific number if it says 523 minutes per kilometer you don't know if you do 524 oh no this is a disgrace mm-hmm. or no 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 but you need you, you need to try to hit it and be in that range if sometime if you were looking at a 530 pace and you end up running a uh, 430 because the weather was perfect and you're feeling great you did something else. Mm-hmm. It's not bad because you trained, Or if you end up running a six thirty minutes per kilometer, it's okay because you trained, but you didn't achieve a threshold mm-hmm. or a tempo. You achieved an easy run or maybe an interval racing uh, speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, we're going to give you guys that. So easy runs. I love you. You talk about a lot, of, a lot about easy runs. What are easy runs? What? Yes. How How can you define an easy run?
1: Easy runs should make up around eighty percent of your weekly mileage, and they're just slow, controlled, comfortable runs where you're able to have a conversation. You're okay. not pushing the pace. Like, and this is a tricky thing if someone's a new runner because they find the, every run uncomfortable.
0: Well, but, on the other hand, I, I I found that runners underestimate their effort. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm having a conversation, but they're puffing and hopping and no, oh, yeah. Look, I'm yeah, I'm just talking, right? It's sometimes it's 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 easy if you easier if you have something someone to assess your breathing and you're talking.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people think they're running easy and they probably could be running easier. Like people are like, Oh yeah, I'm fine, I can talk. Yeah. But it's like you said, they're they're breathing a little bit too heavy. And if you do the V calculator, they're usually above the range that the V dot says they should be running
0: at. Okay. Yeah. And I, I just want to Say, which right quick thing? It's not easy runs are not 80% of your, it's like easy running because you, we have the long run, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not.
1: Yes. Not, yeah. That, and, that, and yeah. And yeah, it gets t- tricky because it depends if you're running the long so run. I love when your long runs are easy. That's yes. in with the 80% as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. totally.
0: If your long runs are easier, we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's part of that 80%. It's going to be 80 The thing yeah. is that easy running, not easy runs, I think maybe we can differentiate there, right? Easy running is just running in zone two, or as you just mentioned, if uh, you can have a conversation. Yeah, But this, we're talking right now about easy runs. Okay. So easy runs, what their, their main purpose is to promote recovery. I think that's something a lot of people don't understand. And it's very interesting because Malindi talked about it. She said last week that she runs every day, but a lot of her runs, she treats recovery with a run. And I think that's, that's very important. Uh,
1: and she won't wear a watch. There's no pace goal. She just goes.
0: Exactly. Just yeah. to, to let your your blood flow and to help your body recover. I have a... My daughter had a track meet on Friday. And they ran, I think, 60 meters, 200 meters, 400 meters. And she was completely sore on Saturday morning. <laughs> right. And... uh I told her, okay, let's go for a run. Let's go for a walk. Let's move. And no, no, I'm so tired. Mm. I don't want to do it. And uh, I convinced her to go for a walk. To, we did some uh, squats, some mobility exercises. And she didn't believe me that it was going to help her. But on Sunday morning, she woke up yeah. way better than, than the day before. And
1: normally two days later, you feel the worst. Yeah. Like 48 hours later is when Dom's really kicks in. So the fact that she felt better means it definitely worked. Yeah.
0: So yeah. I think one of the main goals of easy runs is to build mileage Mm -hmm. to accumulate mileage within your week your month your training cycle and to promote recovery yeah right they also build endurance and improve your aerobic fitness but i think we have the long runs for that or other different kind of workouts to improve your fitness easy runs are okay more mileage more time on your feet and help your body to recover faster
1: yeah and i like sandwiching like speed workouts with easy runs or so for example Like our our K to J track nights are on Thursday. And I always say to any of the runners that come in injured who I'm treating from K to J, Wednesday should be a nice, relaxed, easy run. Because the easier you go, as long as it's a, you're not going too slow, because sometimes form falls apart if you go too slow, then the better you can push yourself on Thursday. So it's more important to run a nice quick pace on Thursday at the track than it is to do like a moderate effort Wednesday and then a mediocre speed session Thursday. And then Friday, you're tired from the track session, so then you do a recovery run, yep. and it just sandwiches the speed perfectly.
0: Yeah, I think what you just mentioned is really important. That sometimes uh, we try to push the pace in one workout that compromises the next workout. Mm-hmm. I always tell tell runners that I help. It's like you can go as fast as you can, or you want, as long as you are recovered for the for your next session. Yeah. So if you just say you just you you do a tempo run or a, a little speed session or faster session on Wednesday and you compromise the speed, you can't hit your paces on, th- on your track, on your speed interval sessions. Uh, we did it. We do it on Thursday, but I, I found out that 90% of runners do track on Thursday. I don't know what.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and um, it, that's when it starts to hurt, right? Easy runs are just to get you ready mm-hmm. for the real workouts. And yeah. a lot of people, a lot of coaches, a lot of professional athletes, I've, I've heard that Workouts are specific things, like long runs, like tempo runs, like uh, interval sessions. Easy runs are not considered workouts. Mm -hmm. They are just, I run more to, to have more mileage and to improve my recovery.
1: One thing I've told runners is remember the purpose of your run. Yeah. So if you have speed the next day and you're going for an easy run, I've done this so many times. It's like Wednesday mornings I run before I come into work. And it can be a beautiful sunny day and the weather's just perfect and I'm feeling good and I start to pick it up. And then I'm like, what's the purpose of today's run? It's just to build volume to my weekly mileage and run easy so I feel great to nail my K-to-J workout tomorrow. Yep. And then I'm like, and then I pull back. It doesn't matter how good I feel because if I push the pace and run quicker than Thursday, I'm not going to feel as fresh. Yep. Yeah.
0: And it's important that, to know, easy runs are, for me, boring. <laughs>
1: Yeah, some people hate them. They're, it's a love-hate relationship. I love them. You love I them? I love easy runs. I yeah. don't,
0: because I don't think I'm doing anything. <laughs> but uh, but I do them anyway, because that if I, if, if I go in, into that run with a mindset of it's helping me to mm-hmm. nail my long run or, or to nail my speed session, okay, I, I do, I do it's it. It's like
1: doing strength training. Exactly. Like everyone says, well, you love strength training, so you don't mind doing it. I would much rather be out for a run than in the gym lifting heavy weights. Yeah. But when I'm lifting the heavy weights, I'm reminding myself I'm doing this because I'm gonna run my marathon quicker. I'm gonna feel better at the end. My posture muscles are gonna feel better. My hamstring is gonna feel better.
0: Yeah. So I think that's that's a good learning. It's your easy runs are there to help you crush the real workouts yeah. that we're gonna, we're gonna talk about next. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything else you want to add?
1: No. let's Yeah. We'll okay. try not to talk that long about each one. We'll be here. We could talk all day about running. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. Uh,
0: Next, we're gonna go into long runs. Oh, the long runs, right? Yeah. No one knows shit about long runs, right? Some people love long runs, some people hate long runs, some people do long runs of 40 kilometers for a marathon, some people do 13 kilometer long runs for a 5K, so there's no right answer for a long run. But let's explain what's the purpose of the long run, and we're gonna help you find your pace mm-hmm. for your long run so what why do we need to do long runs the the, the first thing is that in my opinion to teach your body to run in tired legs because at the end of the day if you if, if they are in the same range as, you, as your easy runs the cardiovascular improvements that you build mitochondria and your heart goes bigger and it's more efficient in pumping blood and uh, you you have like more ways to 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 your muscles grow in the sense that they are more efficient delivering oxygen to your cells right so that those are the 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 main benefits of easy runs and long runs are just long easy runs when mm-hmm. where you build endurance and you as a physician you you're obsessed with strength training do you do you feel like they help you build like soft tissue strength, and endurance?
1: They definitely build muscular endurance. Okay. And I think that's one of the problems when runners come in. They think running makes them strong. Running 30K every weekend won't make you overly strong, but it's going to give you the really good muscle endurance that you need for race day. The strength training is what will make the muscles actually strong. But I think a big thing with the long run, too, is the mental game. Yep. So some people, how am I going to run for four hours, five hours? And it's so, well, you've done if you've done three hours, a bunch of time or three and a half hours sometimes in your training. That and there might be a day where you like feel like crap and you just don't want to run and it's minus twenty out and snowing. Mentally, you have to battle yourself for the whole three hours or whatever you're doing, and you want to quit and you don't. And those kind of efforts help you on race day because I don't know if I've ever met a marathoner who didn't want to quit at some point during no no their marathon. <laughs> And sometimes they stop and walk and sometimes they keep going, but it just helps build that mental tenacity.
0: Yeah. And another very important thing that people, I think a lot of people overlook is that long runs are the perfect moment to practice race pace when you have, Melindy talked about it last week, like she she loves to have some race specific workouts inside the long runs. Maybe they are not for everyone, right? You are very new, new into running or you are not very used to running. For two and a half, three hours, it's not very smart to add some yeah. uh, specific pace, uh, race pace uh, inside the workouts, but they, they were for that. And they also I talk this a lot with my runners. Practice your feeling. Practice yeah. your feeling, yes. practice your feeling. It's super important. And not also the the the, the fueling during the the long run, the night before, mm-hmm. the, the morning, morning of. off. Uh it's it's really important. So Long runs are just very long, easy runs, unless you put some speed session or specific, pace specific workouts in there. Um, but yeah, practice your, see them also as mental training, as you just mentioned, and fueling and and race strategy. Yeah. yeah. We've been talking about, like, it will be interesting to <laughs> practice sometimes a track, put a table with cops, just to practice that, because we know I well, know, when at you least, practice that, yeah. I, I don't know many runners, I, I, I don't know any runner, unless they are elite athletes, that practice taking cups during mm-hmm. the race. And at the end of the day, you do that a lot in the race. Yeah, It doesn't matter if it's a 5K or a marathon, you do that a lot and you can pour everything on yourself and don't drink anything. But, yeah, maybe that that's some, some an interesting thing we can practice for sure. And
1: I think I watched, because during the half marathon, it was so hot, we did drink a lot. And everybody around us was drinking. One guy poured noon over his head because it was clear. Uh, and he was, that was not water. That was noon. So that was kind of gross. Gatorade, that doesn't happen because it's, like, blue or yellow or yeah. red. Um, but I think people really rush to drink. They, like, grab the cups and they're drinking as quick as they can. Like, it's a race to get the water. And it's <laughs> like, just hold it for a little bit and take a couple sips and then chuck it. like. Anyway, so doing the long run practice, like what you're wearing and how you're fueling, and the night before, and then just mentally, you're you're working on that struggle that you're gonna have on race day. Yeah, it's they're key. You have to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and Whether we you love them or hate them. You love them or hate them? Because <laughs> I
1: think I love. This is another thing. I like them, and you don't yeah. like them so much.
0: I think I just like interval training. Yeah, you because... like going
1: fast, which I like. I like, but I don't love. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we I switch will, a little I, bit.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop down and do be a mile, a mile run.
1: You should just turn in for a mile. Yeah, <laughs> just six months, just a mile.
0: <laughs> so, uh, and we talk about how to calculate your paces for easy runs for a lot of paces a few months ago, but we're going to remind you a few formulas that you can use for your long runs. So there are three ways that we found that it's not just that we found that we research and we read and there are scientific studies about it. So there are three ways you go between 55 to 75%. Of your 5K time, all of these very important recent 5K times. If you if mm-hmm. you if you do it with a two year old 5K time, it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, also, or 80 to 75 percent slower than your 10K pace, or 10 to 20 percent lower than your marathon pace. There's a point in in my experience that if you do all of this math, there's like a sweet spot, mm-hmm. and if, if, if there's a sweet spot, that's, that's awesome, and that's your, your, your best long run pace.
1: And then if you go run it, and you feel pretty good, and it feels comfortable, and you're not blasting the whole thing, then you know exactly. you're
0: good. It, it, it's an art also uh, sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, running in general. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: So, okay. So, uh, if you want to go deeper into those numbers, and why, and all, the, all other pacing for other types of workouts, go to listen to that episode. It's really, it's really cool. Um, let, now let's go into tempo runs, also called as threshold runs. Don't get confused. They're the same, the, the same thing. Um, what's a tempo run?
1: There, so it's like a moderately hard effort, 20 to four 20 to 40 minutes, usually in length, and it's meant to improve your lactic acid threshold. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um. And I, there's, there's a very important thing because I, pretty much every every training plan I see out there has a tempo or a threshold And if you, if you read about them, you're going to okay, it's a tip, a tempo run might be, might last for 20 to, 20 to 40 minutes. That, why? Why? Because that's the pace you can sustain for 20 to, to 40 minutes. Okay. If you go all, not out, not all, not all out, but if you go at tempo pace. Twenty to forty minutes, you're going to say I can't run anymore. That doesn't mean that all of your workouts need to last twenty to forty minutes. Mm-hmm. My point is that if you are doing mile repeats that takes you six, seven minutes, and you do four of them, you are you end up running twenty-four to twenty-eight minutes at tempo pace, and you are helping you like mm-hmm. like the threshold. Yeah, uh, I think the the uh, the only thing you need to pay attention here is that they need to be longer than five minutes so Mm -hmm. your your intervals need to be longer than five minutes so you are really pushing yourself physically and mentally at that pace right
1: yeah i think the tempo runs are another mental game changer because they're they're hard and you're not like intervals i've done workouts or builds where i've only done intervals and never ever longer than 1600 meters okay so it's like, I always get a break every 1600 meters. So mentally, I'm never pushing myself for that long because I'm always like, as soon as it gets hard, I'm like, but I get to stop in like a minute. Okay. Um, But with tempos, if you're doing a 20 minute tempo yeah. at a moderately challenging pace, five minutes in, it's like, oh, and then you want to stop, but you can't and you keep going and it works that mental strength as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. When I was training for a 10K that I never did, I was just training for a 10K. k. <laughs> um, I did a lot of, not a lot. But in in two times twenty minutes in the same day at five K pace.
1: Oh wow, that's fast.
0: Yes. So it was really hard. And um but it helps. It with that mental I, I remember that workout when you said that tempo runs or threshold runs can be a really good for mental training and strength. Uh I remember that those those workouts and they're really, really mm-hmm. good. Um so, yeah, the, the goal is to improve your lactate threshold. And um, how do you improve your lactate threshold? Right? What, what's happening inside your body or what's happening inside that temporum? And when you run at that, at that speed and you start to accumulate lactate in your, in your muscles, your muscles and your body start to learn one, how to get rid of that lactate threshold. And two, you are learning how you feel without that, without, that, so you can know you know you can push yourself harder, even if your legs are feeling heavier and real tired mm-hmm. and um, I read this I think at yeah, the um, Alex Hutchinson book endure that your brain tells tell tells you to stop way before your body needs to
1: mm-hmm. that so. was in the Owen Anderson book that you loaned me as well oh, see, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: so what do I mean by that? It's like your body's always able to push way harder than you think because the like the goal of your brain is to protect yourself mm-hmm. so when they when our brain and our, our nervous system thinks that okay we're starting to push too much, we're going to get injured, they'd send that signals that, okay, you are tired, you need to slow down, but that doesn't mean your body. It's ready for that. Mm-hmm. So those temperance really help for that. Like, okay, yeah, that 15 minutes, for example, I'm really tired. I can't do this. I can't do this. But you push through that 15 minutes, you push through that five, five minutes, sorry, mentally and physically, your body learns that, oh, okay, yeah, we, we can do this mm-hmm. and, and we're going to improve on that. So um, after we finish, we are only have interval heel workouts and padlet workouts left. Um, we're gonna talk about how you can calculate these spaces, right? Using the B calculator, that it's that it's really easy. So, okay, though interval training, my favorite kind of training.
1: You do need to be a mile racer, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or give yourself that like once every couple of years, just train for a mile, satisfying. I've, ne- I've that, never like, trained speed.
0: specifically for a mile. Yes, it, it will be very easy. It's interesting. not super
1: popular as like masters runners to have there is the Glebe mile. Yeah. In Ottawa. In That's a big weeks, deal every summer. But I haven't yeah. trained for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can't go. No.
0: And, and a week before is after, sorry, is the 5K. Yeah. I so you'll mentioned. prioritize that. Yeah. Okay. So interval training or speed workouts. This one's a little tricky to explain or to have your speed sessions or, or to calculate your paces because it's very different if you are doing 200, 400s, 800s, even or mile or, or mile repeats. But the goal is to improve your VO2max. And if you are doing really fast sessions that the v, like the VVO two max that we mentioned, the 30 by 30, you are you are improving your maximal speed. And you'll be learning a lot about mm-hmm. maximal, maximal yeah.
1: speed. Yeah, a lot of it, it it's it's a little bit tricky because it gives so many different options for doing intervals that you feel like you should go do them every single day. And that's not a good idea, obviously. Yeah. But you kind of pick what interval workout you're doing based on what you're training for.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh if you, if you don't have the the base mileage, maybe it's not the best idea as a beginner runner to do some intervals. Yeah. And more because your I don't think your muscles, your joints, your connective tissue are ready for that kind of pounding.
1: I usually like runners to be running at least minimum 30, 40 kilometers a week uh, of kind of easier mileage and at least a 10K long run. Before I even think about adding in tempo intervals. And then usually I'll add in tempo first. Okay. Because if an easy run is like a four to five out of ten effort, a tempo might be like a six to seven out of ten. Okay. And then intervals might be like an eight or a nine, depending on how short they are. So we're introducing the speed one step at a time. Um, But yeah, it's definitely, if you're listening to this episode and you're coming back from injury or you're kind of newish to running or just getting back into it, lay the foundation first. Yeah. Like get a base of easy mileage first.
0: And I really liked interval training, one, because I feel good. <laughs> yeah,
1: you get to go fast.
0: And the second one is like, if you improve your m- maximal speed, every other speed is going to feel easier. For example, I want to run a, I'm going to talk in kilometer per hour because I think it's going to be easier. I, I want to run a marathon at 15 kilometers per hour. That it's a, 250, 245 marathon, mm-hmm. right? If my maximal speed, the fastest I can go in a 100-meter dash or a 60-meter dash, it's 20 kilometers per hour. I'm running my marathon at 75% of my maximal speed. Yeah. Right. But if I train my maximal speed, if I train this video to max, if I go really fast on my intervals, obviously within your capacities and your fitness, you're not going to go at three kilometer minutes per kilometer when you're... You are physically are not there. But if I, I train on that and I train on that and I train on that and I improve my maximal speed at 30 kilometers per hour, suddenly my marathon needs at 50% of my top speed instead of my yeah. 75%. So it feels more top. sustainable. Exactly. Yeah. It feels easier. Mm. And um, I think in, in my experience, in my opinion, mo- most workouts help, you improve your mental part as much as your physical.
1: And I find the workouts are a chance to work on running form too. Like it's a great chance to work on ground contact time and pushing back behind you and your cadence and all that fun stuff that's hard to work on when you're just slogging along at easy mileage.
0: Now that you you mentioned about pushing back and lifting like your heel, I, I recorded all of the 10K runners this past Saturday. It was the Canadian Championship.
1: Yeah, so, so we had some elites there.
0: I was at the start line of the women and the men and I recorded them all of them in slow motion. And I took pictures and record the, the the winners at the end. I ran to the finish line. <laughs> it's impressive how much they leave their their, their leg in, in the backs in the, yeah. in the, in the, the how back much swing. knee
1: flexion, knee bend there is. Yeah. Imm- They're almost like kicking themselves in the butt.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much all and it was after ten kilometers at well, the, the guys that won the 28 minutes, the Natasha Warak that that won the 10K, she did 32 minutes mm-hmm. and uh, they were running and they were just kicking super hard. And it's, uh, it's a point. I've been, I worked on that like six, seven years ago, but I think I can, I can take it up a notch for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to give everybody a warning because when, when I lived in Labrador, there's A resident doctor showed up and he was a phenomenal runner. His best half was 113. Wow. And he was running and people would see him in the community. It was a small town. And he would really almost kick himself in the butt with every stride. And then he had some of these like six minute pace runners trying to keep their buttons trying to do that. And it's so much wasted energy because they're not running fast enough to need that big, huge follow through. So it's basically like the faster you run, the more you're gonna need that kickback. So Natasha was running, like, close to a three-minute pace. Yeah. Cam Levins, Mohamed were running under three-minute pace for their time. So they're they're needing that big follow-through. If you're going, like, seven-minute pace, you're not going to have big follow-through like that.
0: But you can improve the follow-through. But, your but
1: follow you can through. do better. Yeah, don't yes. look at the screen and think, okay, I need to kick my butt. But most people, I think, don't bend the knee as much yes. as they should.
0: No. Yeah. No, i
1: Including myself.
0: Yeah. And it's hard when we compare ourselves to elite runners. It's really hard because if you say, I'm never going to run at three minutes per kilometer, never in my life, I'm going to run a 10K three minutes per kilometer. So I'm never going to have a good kick.
1: Uh, You could have maybe 70% as good as what they have, and that's what you need because your time is slower. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, uh, if you see... But uh, I was there at the finish line of the marathon yesterday also, and... um. The top 200 runners have great kick mm-hmm. and they were running almost at three minutes, per three marathon hour. It's a, that's a 4.15 pace yeah. and they were also kicking and, and, and the, the ones that looked more fresh were the ones that kicked more. Mm-hmm. So my point, tying up this to what we are talking about mm-hmm. today, doing speed sessions helps you with that. Yeah, Just running faster will help you with that. And when you are aware of that, you're gonna okay, this is how how kicking feels, right? And uh, so you start to incorporate it into your easy runs and your cadence improve, your mid foot striking improve. Everything improves when you do that.
1: And it's not just about cadence because some people pick up the pace quite nicely. And they pick up their cadence, but they don't have that kick. So they almost look like they're race walking. Yeah. Like they're barely, there's no what we call flight time where both feet are off the ground. There's constantly a foot on the ground because they're just pitter pattering along. Sometimes at like four minute pace. Like I've seen people run under 20 minutes in a 5k like that. But all I can think about is, oh, if you worked on your kick, you'd be so much faster when I see that. Yeah.
0: My kids have so much fun when I have raised peaks and I'm floating. Oh, you're flying. (laughs) I wish. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I can fly. Uh, okay, let's go really quick to heel workouts.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the main goal of heel workouts is to, in my opinion, build your strength. And they also he- help you a lot in your running form because you are like driving with your hip because there's a heel. Lift. Yeah. So you can shuffle. Like you just mentioned that that little shuffle that you don't kick, running uphill Really helps with, with improving your running form, your strength. And you can run, you're, you're going to run slower because you're going to r- go uphill. So you, you go slower, but you are like working your speed session benefits. Yeah, you get, you're
1: getting the intensity up still. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you're also like running uphill. Usually you get a nice forward lean from your ankles. So yep. it works on that nice form as well. A lot of good benefits to hill running. I think the big thing to mention is people have to be careful because I get so many runners come in and they do like four runs a week. And they're like, well, the first one I do intervals. The second one I do hill repeats. Third one is easy. And the last one is my long run. I'm like, that's like three hard runs and one easy one. That's not a good ratio for injury prevention. No. So if you're someone who really wants to work on hills and really wants to do speed, but you run less than five days a week, I would recommend doing speed one week, hills the next, speed what like alternate them. Yeah, the 80-20 always anymore. apply.
0: Exactly. The 80-20 yeah. always apply. So yeah. we're talking about threshold and interval and hill workouts. You can fit all of those if you are running five days. Yeah, the and
1: they're they're in that 20%. So yeah. I, I've met people who are all coached by like the same running club and they all have like tempo or hills Tuesday, intervals Thursday. Some of them run 30K k week. Some of them run 110. Yeah. And they all have the same ratio of speed or same amount of speed, but the ratio is like some of Wait. them are doing 50% high intensity and 50 easy and others are doing 80-20. Yeah. So you have to like recognize that hills fall into the 20% category.
0: Yeah. That That's one of the main benefits to have a personal coach. Yeah. It's cool and it's cheaper to be part of a group, but if you really want to take your speed and your goals to the next level, that those kind of mm-hmm. little tweaks help a lot. Yeah. And lastly, let, let's talk about fartlek runs. I've seen a lot of, I, I think a lot of people talk about fartlek runs, but really, not many people use them. Yeah. But and
1: fartlek stands for is the Swedish word for speed play, I believe. I've read somewhere.
0: Yeah, something yeah. like that. I don't. I yeah, because
1: fartlek's a weird word.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Non-runners are like a what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> fartlek. Yeah. I was watching a spelling bee contest yesterday. It was really. But <laughs> someone's okay. Your word is like, What? Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, it says right here, speedly. Um, and they, it's a Swedish word. It's a concept they developed there, and it's like it's usually done like in the woods, in a trail. Mm-hmm. And the concept, if you, if you are, if you are up there in in a trail in the woods, you, it's really hard to sustain a pace. So when there's flat and downhill, go fast. When it's uphill, it goes goes lower. If there are branches and rocks, you need to slow down. And um, the concept is that you work out a lot of different systems in the same work. Mm-hmm. So you build your endurance, you build your strength, you build your speed, you build your, lo- your long, if it's a long fartlek, you build, you build all the benefits of the long run. So um, the thing is that because it's not an a structured workout. A lot of runners don't like fartlek, including myself, because mm-hmm. you really don't know what the are doing. Yeah, there's the no, like, are you, when doing... you run this
1: far and your recovery's this far. Like, in a fartlek workout, you could do a 100-meter sprint and a five-minute, like, threshold pace yeah. all in the same workout. It's a little bit all over the place. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But the guys that invented it, swear by it.
1: And I think it depends on the runner in front of you. So, we, I'm like you. I'm more like, but how far do I need to go and what's my recovery and what's my <laughs> pace? But some runners don't like all the GPS watch and all the and fancy good, stuff. Yeah. And for them, I think a fartlek would be good because it's like go in the woods for 6K and do some like, you know, on and off paces, go by feel, even, and even mix yeah. up the distance. I was thinking it, even by
0: time, mm-hmm. like, okay, this yeah. week my fire recordings is going to be 30 minutes. And in two weeks, you bump it up to 40. And in six weeks, you bump it up to 50. And you are improving your fitness. And I was reading the uh, Veronique Biland book the other day. I don't recommend the book. I don't. I didn't like it. But the whole concept of the book is that to train at different paces, mm-hmm. and uh, and the, I started to 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 get to be more pro fartlek runs after reading that book because I started to think that in a race, unless they are you, that you run a very consistent marathon, it's really was weird.
1: I'm very ab- obsessive about pacing, apparently <laughs> in races. <laughs>
0: It's a, it's not normal to see a so consistent marathon like yours. It was great because you achieved your, your goal and yeah. you're super happy with that. But if you, you see any other person marathon, it's really inconsistent. Even a 5k race. If you see my times for Saturday if you see the my last if you see my graph, it's crazy. I didn't like it. But um But my the point here is that Farlex mimic better how you really run a race. Right? And if it's a really crowded race, it's really hard to pick up the pace at the beginning. Or on the other end, if you are at the front, you start going way too fast because you are with fast runners. On Saturday, there were this bunch of kids from a school. And they sprinted the first, like, 500 meters like there was no tomorrow. And if you get caught up on that, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that's, you're
1: You're going down. You're
0: going down. After one mile in, you're
1: done. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like 50% of those kids did mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday. But um, my point is that help, Farlick helps you to mimic race day pacing better. Like
1: surges and that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah.
0: You are getting your body used to it and your mind used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, if you want to know your paces better, mm-hmm. we'll, we talk about, a lot about the VDOT calculator. Malindi talked about the VDOT calculator last week. So just download it or... You go to B.calculator on, on Google. You don't have to download it. Uh, you can use it online. But you put in your pace, any pace. If you recently run a half marathon, a marathon, a 5K, a mm-hmm. six minute Something time. Something recent. Try. I, mean, I yeah. think in the past two, or three weeks, it's going to be the best because, for example, if I do my pacing for two weeks before Boston and now, it's going to mm-hmm. be very different, maybe 10, 20, di- seconds per kilometer different because I was way fitter back then. Uh, So the the more recent, the better. Yeah. Uh, And what numbers it's gonna give you? So
1: I put in an example in the VDOT calculator. So I've got the app and I put in the calculator 5K in 25 minutes, which is a five minute pace, just to keep it easy. Um, Not not that 25 minutes is an easy pace, but easy math because 25 (laughs) minutes is an easy number to work with. A round number, yeah. Yeah, and then you can go over and scroll to training, So if that's your 5K recent race time, 25 minutes, then your easy pace for your easy runs, which is the first thing we talked about, should range between 621 and 658.
0: That's a big range. It's a a big range. And for
1: me, I have a huge range myself. I can go from anywhere from 520, feeling easy to like six. Depends on the day, how you slept. Winter, if I've got like a million layers on, if it's 30 degrees in the summer, sleep, nutrition, everything. So you've got to... You've got to see how you feel. And then tempo runner threshold for that runner would be 519. Okay. And then your interval, and this is pace, your interval pace would be 453. So these are all examples. And now obviously, like if you're doing 400 meter intervals versus 800 versus 1,000 meters, it's going to change a little bit, but it's kind of gives you like a rough ballpark of what you're trying to hit. Um, And one thing I wanted to add in, like I'm reading the Owen Anderson book called Running Science and I'm loving it, but I feel like some people might get a little bit overwhelmed. Like I'm getting listening to this podcast. So say they're done their A race and they're looking at their fall goals and they're like, okay, so I need to add in max speed training and hill training and fartlek training and workouts in my long run. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do some like tempo and I'm going to do some intervals. That's like book your physio appointment now because you're (laughs) going to get in trouble. I think you need to see what the and lowest hanging... And you don't hanging... suggest that. We don't suggest it.
0: Even know? if you get more work. Yeah. Pick, <laughs> like,
1: pick your lowest hanging fruit. So for me, I feel like I did a really good job on my cornwall build of getting some good like VO2 max type sessions in with the Thursdays at K to J. So there's a lot of 1600s, 800s, 1200s, good interval sessions. I did no tempo. I did no max speed. I did no hill training. So when I look forward, Chicago's flat. Yep. So I'm not adding in hills right now. I'll do that for Boston. Um, I haven't done any really fast stuff. Like I never run quicker than four minute pace. Okay. So that's where I feel like my lowest hanging fruit is to, you know, how you said a variety of speed is good. I'm going to add in some like quicker stuff on Tuesdays. Yeah. And then that's eventually going to morph into some like workouts in my long run. Like I, but keeping in mind 20%. Yeah. So all I'm not doing uh fart licks. I'm not going to be doing any sort of speed play stuff. I'm not doing hill training. Yeah. And when the other stuff I'm doing, it's going to take turns. So I'm going to work on my speed right now, and then that's going to morph into this. I'm not going to do it all at the same time. Yeah. So you kind of have to figure out, like, what is the thing that you kind of suck at the most. Yeah, for sure. It, really. And, and you do that thing.
0: Yeah, until you improve it and you have another thing you suck at.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and then, it's a never-ending. Yeah. yeah, you'll I mean, always I, I, have something that's your weakest link. Yeah. Even elite runners, yeah, yeah, for sure, are will have a, a weakest link when they're interviewed on different podcasts. So you figure out what's your weakest link. Do not do all of the things we discussed today because you'll get in trouble.
0: Yeah, and finally to end the episode, uh, me and some friends. I hope you're joining June fourth. Are doing a six minute test. I'm in. So I've never
1: done one. It's not going to go well, but I'll see how it goes.
0: If you're if you in Ottawa and you want to join us, we're going to warm up. We're going to do some running drills. Then they're gonna do, we're going to do the six-minute test. And then I'm going to explain what the heck to do with that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you can join us. Write to us on the Chasing PRs podcast Instagram, on the Facebook group, on the website if you want to know the deeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, when what, is it? June? June 4th, 830, okay, St- Stittsville. If you want the exact address, just uh, message us. Everyone's welcome. It doesn't matter if you are fast or slow, knowing your six-minute test pace, that is your VO2 max velocity. When you hit VO2 max, it's really helpful to improve your pacing during training. So if you want to join us, let us know.
1: And it's a great thing to do if you don't have a recent race. So if you're like, oh, I haven't raced in like six months or I just raced, but it went horribly because it was hot. Do a six-minute test.
0: Yeah, even I, I like to do them because I'm going to do them again, like in six, seven weeks, and you can start seeing your how you improved. Mm-hmm. And it's really encouraging to see. Okay, the last six weeks really helped me to improve my fitness. And the other thing is that you tweak again your paces in six weeks, so you you are always on top of your pacing, on top of your fitness with your pacing and your and your racing strategies. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so that's all for today. Tune tune on next week for another great episode. (laughs) Yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you love it, give it a share. Please consider subscribing to the show and leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify. And visit chasingprs.run for all the latest episodes, get our free newsletter, and all the cool running stuff we have there. Thanks for joining